Ah, hey, everybody. I'm Dave Ross. I host this show with Caleb Sinan. Here's what happened. For years and years, Caleb and I would talk at parties and, you know, other times we were drunk about how funny it would be to put a podcast on the Internet called Once a Month Dave Interviews Caleb. And what we would do is I would interview him once a month. And that's it. You know, trolling the Internet a little bit. But then we recorded it and it was fucking so fun. So you'll hear at the end of this episode, we decide we're actually going to do a show called What's It Called? Where every week we change the name of the show because nothing matters and everyone fucking dies. What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Hello and welcome to the first episode of Once a Month Dave Interviews Caleb. <laughs> I'm here with my guest, Caleb Sinan. It's good to be with you, Dave. I'm Dave Ross, of course. <laughs> you're the f- host, famously hosts the podcast Once a Month Dave Interviews Caleb. I'm, of course, Dave Ross, and that's Caleb Sinan. Oh, um, this already has the energy of like a, a polite start to an orgy where it's like, all right, everyone, um, it's seven o'clock. That was the time. Like, it yeah, already is so like- it's seven o'clock. In several minutes, you will all be tied to the wall. <laughs> it's just like, do I admit this? Uh, do I commit to this energy? What is this? That honestly describes most comedy I've ever done, too. Yeah. I just sort of like, when. Uh, one thing that Hampton and I would disagree about a lot is Hampton would always want to have a plan starting oh, an episode yeah. of a podcast. Absolutely not. Right, which is not me. The thing is that he's right. That's definitely having a plan and executing it is definitely like a good approach, I should say, with anything. Whereas I'm like, yeah, but then I don't get to do my whole thing where I like fuck up a lot and then that makes me giggle. And then yes. I, at some point, meander my way into doing something that at least I consider interesting. That's well, I, I, stand up for I me. I want to say, first of all, I'm tired of giving people credit for being right. And just because he's right doesn't mean we need to do what he says. Sure. I, I think well, he's right in the sense that he's more... Like, if you were to poll the world, he'd be more right than me. But if you poll me, he's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and you are you. And, and like, I'm me. This is your life. <laughs> right. And I, I, I have a, like glancing interest at being correct yeah i don't i, I want to be correct about like important like life and death situations and that's about it i also personally like one of the reasons i got into stand-up is is that i like fucking don't want to do any rules <laughs> you know what i mean i didn't decide to go talk on stage alone because i wanted to like do what someone else thought of that's crazy <laughs> then it would be some sort of sketch loser you know what i mean <laughs> No, I know that's the whole. That's the life, and it, like I love the stand-up, but the life is be- better. Yeah, like I, like people complain about it. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's great. I know one of my favorite conversations you and I've ever had is you were like, every morning I wake up, I take an hour-long shower. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, I, I think about that kind of a lot. Take a very long shower. <laughs> Still do. I uh, I was talking with my roommate Enrique about we're like talking about breakups and stuff mm-hmm. and uh, like different lines and we're just laughing really hard because some usually people don't laugh about them it's yeah. like sad <laughs> we're like talking about weird lines during them and yes. weird faces you feel like you need to make and do stuff <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the things too the comedian life where like I was going through a breakup one time and at one point probably shouldn't have said it but at one point I said how about I do what I want till I die. <laughs> Holy shit. In a breakup? Because she was like, you have to do this and this and this. And I said, well, why about I do what I want? Why would I, why would I choose, why when that's an option, I would I choose another one? <laughs> wow. That's a really, I wasn't really... like mad about it. I was just like, well, this is, it's like insane. I feel like if I was like, do a flip every time I say, like, huh? It's weird to say that. Well, you know, I'm going to say that I'm with her. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She's, she's not here. Uh, I don't even know who you're talking Tommy about. Tommy Loren. So was, look who you just picked sides with. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm voting for her. <laughs> I'm I'm writing her in, man. I don't I hate Trump, but I'm going to write in Dude, Tommy what Loren. You found out like eight people wrote in your name. Like when you look at the full thing and they're like Dave Ross got eight votes. <laughs> like yeah. someone thinks it's funny to vote for you. Man. I was such an idiot in 2004. 
which was the second election I'd ever gotten to vote in. Oh, so you voted for Bush? Uh, yeah, twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, he did a of good Gore. job. Yeah, dude. He did such a good job. First, I thought he was the better choice over Gore, and then I was like, yeah, let's do this again. <laughs> this is good stuff, dude. Could it get any better? Uh, yeah, man. I love this guy who can't talk and is obsessed with his dad. <laughs> That's what you want in a president. <laughs> like a borderline learning disabled, like, lackey of a uh, supervillain. I remember being nine years old when W ran against Gore. And I came from a Republican family. I was a freshman in college. And I remember during the primaries, I remember I asked my dad, like, this is how weird of a kid, a nine-year-old I was, like, eating cereal. I'm like, who do you like in the primaries, Dad? And he was like, I like George W. Bush. And I said, I think he's kind of, I like McCain better. Bush just seems dumb. I was nine. Wow. And I was just like, I don't know, I feel like it's just a lot of it's, like, too conservative. And I'm just like, what kind of kid, like, who did I think I was? It's just insane. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right but i was well, right he was du- not the smartest no guy. he was dumb he was a dumb guy and i knew at nine he was not were you smart. in fifth grade uh yeah that was fifth grade wow so wait no 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 that was third grade oh okay third grade. i was just hoping that <clears throat> in your world fourth george w bush literally was not smarter than a fifth grader <laughs> there was a fifth grade well, that was like that guy is stupid. I was in fifth grade during nine eleven, and that was not smart. <laughs> I also love that. <laughs> I remember thinking this is dumb. <laughs> this is stupid. I'm picturing an episode of Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, <laughs> and they're <laughs> they're just like, <laughs> Would you? Okay, what would you do? <laughs> Oh, man. That's a sketch. That's so funny. They just show a video of 9-11, and the fifth grader's like, that's bad. No. (laughs) And Bush is like, I beg to differ. Wait a minute. (laughs) I bet, you know how when they told him he was reading a book about a goat to kids? I bet there was a kid in the back who, like, saw the look on his face and was like, he should probably go. (laughs) He looks like he should go. Yeah. I'm in fifth grade. I remember, too, I remember being at lunch. (laughs) They had already come on the intercom. They are like, 9-11 has happened. (laughs) <laughs> we go to lunch we still went to lunch and uh they, they like explained it and I, all my friends were like what if a plane comes to our school and i was like they're not coming to georgia i there's no no plane is coming to georgia wow and i knew then i was like you were 10 yeah i was like there's no they're not gonna blow up a school they're not gonna fly it's not gonna be what <laughs> world trade center pentagon royston elementary school yeah. It was just like. That would be so fucking crazy, dude. Oh, I know. Wow. Ah, well, a good terrorist would do that because then everyone would literally be like. It just turns out that Osama bin Laden was bullied at your high school. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a Columbine thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just all to get back at. Well, that's weird because, like, if, if, if it was like now times, like if, if bin Laden was trying to get started today. It would be it would be weird ones where it'd be like people on Twitter he didn't like where he'd be like oh you don't think I saw what you said <laughs> be like yeah <laughs> we're totally. going to Dave's house <laughs> they bought the Pentagon yeah. Dave's house <laughs> and it's like Dave and this Pinkberry <laughs> I guess the owner of Pinkberry <laughs> pissed him off I <laughs> dude you know what, what I've been thinking about recently that's so interesting and I I know like this isn't even disputable to me it's just true like I. Obviously, I haven't been a kid in a while, but, like, I think it's different now. When we were kids, people would say, like, you could be president one day. To mean, like, if you're, like, amazing nonstop, <laughs> you will become president. It's like, I just remember thinking of president, the president as something, like, you had to be really smart to be president. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that anyone thinks you have to be smart to be president anymore. No, no. Which is, which is wild. Like that even some people are almost opposed to it. Where they're like, uh, some people are very opposed to it. Yeah, some people are like, we don't need all this thinking. Yeah, we got a guy who 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 leads with his dick. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. All dick and balls, no brain. I'm seeing all these liberal cucks with their brains. Yeah, and they want it to be like a sheriff. Like, we want them to have a big old gun, <laughs> big old dick, come into town. And, like, they don't As care. As if it wouldn't be good for the sheriff to be smart. Right, right. Just in general. Yeah, no, we've, like, completely, and that's, like, a cultural thing. But then even when Bush was president, 
and he was a fucking idiot. And the way that he got elected was by being like, I like to I like to fish. Do you like to fish? <laughs> <laughs> I do like That's literally how he got elected. He would just go on TV and be like, you know what I like, man? I like a handshake. I like to shake my friends' hands. I like to fish with them. I like them tall boots. And uh Dude, do you like to fish? <laughs> I like to fish. I like to fish. Dude, I laughed so John hard McCain. at that that I, I saw stars. <laughs> Like I just fell off of, of my bike. <laughs> you could. It's funny too, because like you were saying about the primary, like John McCain is smart as fuck, and I certainly had my problems with him, but he was smart as fuck, and it definitely showed that he had a good heart and that he'd mm-hmm. been through real shit. And uh, and then in debates, they would be like, um, "Well, how do you feel about George Bush?" And he'd be like, "I respect him," and you could see him getting older while he said it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm a war hero, and uh, I was in a POW camp, and I'm in a senator forever, and I'm, like, clearly nice. It does suck that back then you couldn't just do like now. Like, you couldn't just go, he's really not that bright. <laughs> like, not even in a mean, I'm not trying to be mean, but we have a, we have a candidate who is below average intelligence, and yeah. it should concern you. Yeah, like that, that should be bad. They weren't allowed to be, like, mean Republicans back then. Everybody had to be, like, a nice little grandpa. And, like, now they would have just... Dude, there's no way that could have happened now. You don't think so? Dude, the, those primaries, they would literally be, mm-hmm. like, at, being, like, what's five times mm-hmm. six? Like, it would be stuff <laughs> like that. And then watching his eyes, like, dart. I don't think so, though, man, because it's not like... It's not like Trump is a genius. I mean, he... You know what I mean? Like... He lied. Like, I guess, yeah, I just fully disagree. I guess Trump is smarter than Bush. He doesn't seem inarticulate, but he does, like, lie constantly. And he, in that way, he's, like, constantly blundering. And -hmm. people are always like, that was a lie. And he's like, yeah, it was. And fuck you. That's, like, how Trump reacts to it. So I don't know if that's true, man. I mean, I don't know if they would have been like, what's five times six? And I think that nowadays, would be like, all right, this question is for Mr. Bush. What's five times six? And he would be like, I'll tell you what five times six isn't. Fishing. <laughs> and, uh, <everyone laughs> Dude, that actually was the right answer. <laughs> that politically was the right answer. Yeah, totally. Now I'm thinking about fishing. <laughs> and I don't not like it. And I hate the number 30. <laughs> I don't want anyone no to ever likes say it. it. No one likes it. <laughs> you ever get paid $30? It just pisses you off. You're like, I'd rather it be 20 or 40 <laughs> Wow, that's a good point. 40 you're like, oh. It's that. 20 you're like 30. something. 20 is like a bill. It's one 30 solid. is just like, you didn't want to pay me 40 <laughs> Yeah. It's actually that you didn't want to pay me 50 and then you didn't want to <laughs> pay me 40 <laughs> Because 40 is, like, so close to 50, it's like, okay, maybe you couldn't afford 50, but you wanted to. But 30 is, like, you might as well just you might as well just punch me in the fucking face. Yeah, it's like when you get those shows where it's a show and it's, like, clear, it's for, like, 300 people, and they're, like, it doesn't pay. And you're, like, okay, so out of all the numbers, <laughs> it could have paid $1. And you said, mm-mm. <laughs> I know. It could have paid a penny. Like, you had so many choices for things it could pay. And you were like, what if, it was, what if it was nothing? Dude, and that choice is, that's like the most commonly made choice is the funniest part. Yeah. Mm, nothing. Nothing. I thought about it, and I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> I'm not going to pay you anything. <laughs> anything. <laughs> is the show free? No. No, no, no. I make, I would like, I'm going to make money. I would like to make You're going to make no money. <laughs> You're going to lose money doing the show. <laughs> But I, I would like to make money. <laughs> I want to make money. You're going to do, I'm going to stand in the back. You're going to do something. I'll make the money and you're going to go home. It's absurd. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean. And then for exposure, someone else will see that you're good at it and they can do the same thing. Dude, when I was, uh, when I had my sketch group women years ago, like one of the first things we did, they got that was like any version of notoriety was we got on Tosh.0. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, And the way that they did that um, segment on Tosh.0 is that they would just be like, this is a user-submitted video. We got on there twice. And uh, it, like, took so much for me to, I, like, had to, 
I met the executive producer of Touchpoint oh, okay. because he was doing stand up, and then we like ended up doing shows together, and we hung out. And he was like, "Yeah, you should send me stuff." And then I sent him stuff, and he didn't like some of it, and he didn't like this. And then one day out of nowhere, he was like, "This one works," and let's. And I was so excited, right? So it had been on my mind for a long time. And then when I was talking to the producer <laughs> about it, I was just like, I was so young in comedy, I didn't care at all. But I knew that this was going on television, so I was like, "How much does this pay?" And he was like, he was like, oh, it pays two hundred dollars, and I was like, to go on Tosh Point Up, like the <laughs> most popular show on Comedy, Se- second most popular show on Comedy Central behind South Park. Yeah, I didn't say that, and I was like, oh, okay. And without me saying anything, he goes, but really, we're paying you an exposure. He said that. Whoa. On the phone with his voice into my ear, he said that. And he just thought that was fine. He just thought that was okay and all right. Well, way the to think craziest about thing to me is where where does exposure end? Like, all right, I'm on TV, being exposed to what? Yeah. Like, I get it if it's like, hey, you want to do a spot in front of TV executives? Maybe you'll get on TV. What happens then? Still nothing. <laughs> right. Like, when, when does... I, that's insane to me. Like, well, I will say, I think his logic was, you now get to say that you were on Tosh.0. Oh. I could just lie. <laughs> Which is a great point. No <laughs> one's going to check it. What do you mean? Man, old Eli Olsberg used to get a lot of shit for this. Do you, do you know this about Eli? No, no. I mean, he since has done stuff on TV, and, uh, and so I don't mind telling the story. But before he did stand-up... He was a, like, not funny extra in a sketch on Chelsea Lately. And then to get booked on shows, he would just be like, hey, I'm Eli. I've been on Chelsea Lately. He got booked on so many shows just for doing that. We made fun of him a lot. Right. Well, that, that to me, I don't get why the thing you're is that already he... being deceptive. Because everybody's like, oh, awesome, you're on Chelsea Lately. What, what, what was the topic you riffed on? Right. And then you're like, oh. Like you know what you're doing. Oh, you're saying that Eli should have lied to me and been like, or "Yeah, I was do on a the flat panel. out lie." Because <laughs> sure. you're gonna get caught either way. Like, just say I've done the Tonight Show in 2013, and then no one has ever checked. No one will know. That's kind of why why I bring it up at all. Because yeah. it's sort of like at the time I would I would give him shit for it, but now I'm like, good for you, dude. I don't know. It's hard to get spots. Yeah, <laughs> and lie. Your ass off. If your lie is that you were on Chelsea lately and then you got on the Josh and Josh show, that seems like you win. Right. Granted, then you have to do well. And if you don't and they find out you lied, you're never doing the show right, again. Right, right. So it's like you're those, playing you with know fire. those stories about Sinbad where they're like, he would go to NACA when he wasn't invited and just get go on stage and take, put, take a <laughs> mic from someone's hand and do a spot and yeah. then get lots of money because he would have a good set. It's like if he didn't have a good set, he would have been arrested. <laughs> right. And it's like it's kind of if you're doing good and you're not stealing jokes, then it's kind of I think everything, not everything, but a lot of things are okay if, you know. Right. You know Chris Set it off Jones. I hope he listens to this. Chris Set it off Jones. He's a comic in Atlanta. His stage name is Chris Set it off Jones, two T's on the set. Damn. Uh and he has hats that say Chris Set it off Jones, <laughs> and he has shirts that say Chris Set it off Jones. He goes on stage wearing them. Wow. And during your set, if he likes one of your jokes, <laughs> he'll yell out, set it off from the bar. Wow. And maybe he, here's this the funniest is happening. <laughs> there's the funniest thing. Everyone's fine with it. <laughs> right. Because he's so funny. Right. He like everybody's just like, ah, that's that's Chris. Right. Chris is and you're almost you get excited if you hear him go, set it off during your joke. You're like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he's the funny he's like one of the funniest guys in the world. And no one might like anyone else doing that, you'd be like, What's going on? But it just works for him. Can I tell you something? You know one of the things I like about Atlanta is that there's a bunch of goofy shit like that in the Atlanta comedy Love scene, it. and I don't understand why, but I like, like, um, when we met, we met I was Atlanta. featuring for Jared, Jared Harris. Harris. Yeah. Did I tell you this about that weekend, by the way? I was about four years into comedy at that point. Caleb, you were like 19? Yeah, yeah, I was hosting that weekend. You were hosting. 19. 19. We got along right away, away because we both really like to always be smoking a cigarette. We drank so much coffee. <laughs> and smoked so many cigarettes. I can't believe, <laughs> looking back, like if we, we did that now, it was like, you want to drink coffee for six hours <laughs> and, and then smoke 40 cigarettes? <laughs> and then have to go 
do our job, yeah, which didn't really pay. Um, no, no. Back then, the skull didn't pay the host at all. When that was my first feature weekend ever, and Jared, maybe I had done like a shitty one somewhere, but I don't think so. Or maybe I'd done a one night feature thing. I had definitely done some one night feature things, but um, it was my first feature weekend. Jared. Um, still one of my favorite comics was like funniest dude in the world. Funniest dude in the world. He was like the big comic that gave a fuck about me, and I'll never forget it. I, I kind of owe him my life. Yeah. And uh, and he was like really looking out for me. And he called me, and the conversation was so funny because he was like, "Hey man, um, I know you're looking to start featuring and figuring that out. Um, if you want to feature me, at, feature for me at the Skull in Atlanta this weekend, you could do it. Here's the thing." Uh, it doesn't pay anything, and I can't cover your flight, and you don't have anywhere to stay. And I was like, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And so I stayed with him at his house, you know, like 30 miles from the city, because wherever he lives, he has to be 45 minutes away from the city. Always. 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 He's up in a mountain. He lived in, in Big Bear when he lived in L.A. Yeah, he's always far. Or in fucking Laguna Beach for a while or something well, like that. Well, because something about his energy is that he needs to come to town. Yes. Like, like wow. he lives, like he's Kevin Costner. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's got to. Right. He's got to. I'm going to town. Yeah, he's he go turns to, town. to Lace. He's like, all right, I got to go to town today. We need, need to get some feed. Yeah. <laughs> And some firewood, and I'm yeah. doing a set. He's just not from this time. And, uh, <laughs> right. He's a, he's a timeless guy. But yeah. yeah so now he owns like a, a dirt bike park, like yeah. an hour outside Atlanta, right? And he, he mm-hmm. does shows out there sometimes. I've gone out in the woods with him before. It's so it's very fun. He's a fun guy. I want to go do a fucking socially distanced show out there. Oh my god, that'd be so fun. It'd be so fun. Dude, Why did yeah. I bring that shit up though? It was. Um, Featuring, getting paid nothing. Getting paid nothing was definitely a part of it. Yes. What were we talking about? Smoking cigarettes. Smoke cigarettes a lot. Atlanta has goofy shit. That's what it was. There we go. That weekend, I will never forget this. It is probably the weirdest positive audience interaction I've ever had. A guy who was heckling me, this is what made me think of it. I, I don't know if it was, I doubt it was Chris off jones because I feel like we probably would have talked about it. <laughs> but a guy who was like yelling at me positively after the show, he came up to me and he was like, hey man, I really loved your set. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I'm like frustrated with this dude because he interrupted me so much. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I really loved it. And um, that's why I got you a bowl of chili. <laughs> and, uh, I, <laughs> and I was like, What? <laughs> And he fucking hands me a bowl of chili, man. (laughs) 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 I. That's. (laughs) Dude, that's one of those things that, like, if I saw that on Crashing, I would just be like, that's not what hecklers are like, Pete. (laughs) Right. You're just writing your own bullshit there. But the fact that that's true, and I know that's true. That it's is something no. that would happen in Atlanta. That's why at that I place. <laughs> that's why I got you this bowl of chili, and it was like a <laughs> bowl of chili on a plate with a bunch of crackers. Like mm-hmm. it was a thing they serve at the Vortex. How was it? I don't know. I I don't remember the chili. I'm sure it was fine. I, I'm sure it was just fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Dude, yeah, that's Atlanta. That's. But then I also yeah like, I just feel like. It's just a little crazy in Atlanta. There's so many good comics there, and there's so many good shows. And the good comic, the the amount of good comics just keeps rising too. Um, but aside, but even inside of that, man, there was a guy once. One of my favorite stand-up sets I've ever seen was from a fucking dude at the old One AM. There's a show if you're listening. Oh yeah. Uh, if you're if you're listening and uh, you haven't done stand up in Atlanta, <laughs> yeah, which who knows how many of them there are. <laughs> right, everyone's tried, done it at least once. <laughs> um, there's a show every Saturday night called the One A.M. that has existed forever, and uh, it used to be at Relapse, right? Best, it was the best thing in the world. This like uh, theater that was a converted church that a bunch of fucking hippie punks ran and did a bunch of comedy shows at, and that was like. 
back at the beginning of quarantine, but whatever. Anyway, it was a relapse, and the idea was it was a secret show. They wouldn't post the lineup, but the headliner from Laughing Skull and maybe, or maybe from the Punchline or maybe from the Improv or someone, the big comics coming through in the weekend would show up to the 1 a.m. secret show. And uh, so all the like poor kids who didn't want to go to fucking Buckhead and pay 15 bucks to see. Right, right. Could, and then we would, everyone would get drunk in this old church, right? Yeah, it was a lot. It was <clears throat> the best thing in the world. It was amazing. I got to do it a couple. I got, oh, I got to do it. We both did it with Jared that yeah, we weekend. Did. That was my first time doing it. And um, so we did that. Uh, and then Relapse closed and they moved venues a couple times. And uh, anyway, I bring this up. Um, because one time at the at the one a.m. it was when it was in a th- like a black box theater that it was at the at the bottom of an apartment building. Yeah, yeah. You remember this venue? Ooh, it was like uh, the basement. Oh, the basement theater. I, I think, think that's what it was called. Yeah. And I just remember I couldn't find the fucking address. Me neither. Because the apartment building, it was like seven or eight buildings on either side of the road, and they all looked the same. Yeah, and yeah. Didn't have numbers. And I was like, how do I? I was freaking out. Anyway. Um, so I, oh shit. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Chris Charpentier just popped out and waved at us wearing a mask and a only a towel. Oh, that's oh, it. Oh, a towel and a mask. Man. That's the first towel, towel mask combo. Oh, that's it. true. To cover your mask and cover your face and nothing else. Yeah. Whew. What? You know what? When I looked at him, I felt safe. Yeah. When you see when you well, unexpectedly was... a door opens and a man in a towel and you're like oh thank god it's, it's got a mask <laughs> yeah put your mask on you yeah. fucking animal he's got his just the mask out. is even funnier <laughs> honestly if he didn't have a towel and he waved that would have been funny that but... may have been the funniest thing like if I'm picturing it in my head we would talk about that till we were eighty we'd be like remember that time Shopping came out naked with a mask on he showed us his dick and not his mouth. Just it would make me laugh forever. We're recording this on the little patio outside my apartment. But anyway, I, I'm taking way too long to describe the situation where I just saw a comedian. You know, the point is, <laughs> I'm just trying to talk about a set that I thought was good, and then I got distracted talking about the one a.m. But anyway, he was at that show. I had never seen him before. He's like a chubbier black guy, and he had a name like "Set It Off." Mm-hmm. It w- was it like. Is there a guy named, like, Big Man or... Fat Man. Fat Man. <laughs> fat Man is so funny. Dude, probably my favorite stand-up set I've ever seen. Dude, I Fat was Man like, is killer. what is this? Yeah. This is the fucking craziest shit I've ever seen. And it was literally him just being like... I don't even remember the punchlines, but I just remember him being like, I can't talk to white people. I'll just be hanging out with some black people saying, like, cool shit or whatever. And some white guy will walk up and be like, hey... Do you, uh, what kind of car do you drive? And I'm like, man, I don't fucking know. <laughs> dude, Fat Man is hilarious. Yeah, dude. And I've never, I had never seen him after that. I made a point to go up to him after and be like, dude, that was fucking amazing. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. And then I yeah, And then you're like, oh, no, I'm ever. the white guy. <laughs> I know. I knew it, too, <laughs> while I was doing it. Because yeah. I'm that dorky. There's no way I wasn't going to be part of that. The next time he does yeah, that, yeah, Fat joke. Man is so funny and and like cool. He's like a cool guy and yeah. a funny guy, and calls himself fat, and he's not really fat. No, he's just like a like a thick dude. Yeah, yeah, he's like yeah, which is cool. Right, it's cool to call yourself. To just be comfortable fat enough man. to call I yourself Fat Man. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, what's his deal? Is he just know. in Atlanta? I haven't seen him in a while, but uh, he used to do the Star Bar all the time, and it was the, he's just the funniest. The fucking funniest yeah. man. That there's, it's insane how funny of a city. Like, I thought that was normal. Like, because I'd started there. I thought every city had amazing, weird 1 a.m.s and, like, multiple clubs right. and, like, an amazing urban scene that's, like, maybe the best one in the country. Right. And it's just, th- and then you go to other places, and I'm like, where's, like, uh, where's, like, your 50 funniest uh, black comics? And they're like, right. what? And I'm like, you don't have. You don't have a black scene? I just thought it was normal. I, like, right. it was awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you go other places, it's just really not like that. I mean, I, I like, the, the L.A. comedy scene when I started was really, really lively and had a bunch of crazy shit, you know, and I would travel to places, like, my first place traveling was to Atlanta, aside from going to San Francisco and Portland. Mm-hmm. 
I went to Atlanta, and I went to Denver, and I went to Austin, and those are all cities oh, that amazing. have scenes like that. Yeah, yeah. So when I started touring, I was like, this is going to be incredible. <laughs> Everywhere I go. Yeah. <laughs> you set the bar possibly yeah. high. Yeah, totally. And then I get to Iowa City, and I'm like, oh, this city, <laughs> this is just a bunch of 19-year-olds yelling about their girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, I'm not even kidding, dude. My first time in Iowa City. I don't even remember... What'd you do in Iowa City? I, did, I have done a lot of things in Iowa City. I've done a lot of the Midwest. Dude, and that's a lot first of the line of your book. <laughs> I've done a lot of things in Iowa City. <laughs> your, your, your book called <laughs> Fuck Sam Talent. Here, here's something sadder. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's so funny. I've done a lot of things in Iowa Fuck City. Sam Talent, here's something sadder. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. It's tough to do stand-up when you're an empty beer can. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, man. If, it, if you didn't think it could get sadder being an empty beer can that does stand-up, well, today is the day I lost my hat. <laughs> and, uh, that's right. My mom was an open mic, and my dad was a car with no wheels. <laughs> I'm going to write one about a guy who it's like he actually had his best year so far, but uh, he thought it'd be a little better. That's so It's funny. 800 pages, and it's called, uh, I kind of got used to it. Um, it's called, I actually haven't run the light once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, but called, I do my time pretty, give or take, like 30 seconds, and... Uh, it's pretty nice. Yeah, that's so funny. Write a book called How Much Time Am I Doing? Because I Don't Want to Go Over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He is the funniest guy in the world. Sam, yeah, man. It's Anyone listening, insane. he's the funniest guy in the book's great. Funniest guy ever. I, um, I actually don't know if I've done anything in Iowa City with Sam. They have a but I've done a bunch of shit in Iowa with Sam. No, so I like... You know, didn't come up touring or doing much in clubs in L.A. some, but on the road, like, the clubs were, like, not the main place I was performing. Um, I, uh, we should talk about this in a second. One of the few clubs that, that I would do on the road when I would tour was at the Atlanta Improv because Mike Albanese booked the features. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you shit your pants And there. I shit my pants. I'll never forget that. <laughs> Were you at that show? No, but I remember like eight people within. It was one of those. Remember when Facebook was going? It was really going? Yeah, yeah, You posted yeah. that, and it was one of those like within three minutes, eight comics had showed me that on their phone. They're like, Dave just shit his pants at the improv. Like, it was like a huge. That's the. That's sure. The, <laughs> well, that's a pretty good. That's a really funny thing to happen. At uh, yeah. Somebody visits your town. And shits and their pants. And just shits their pants. Now, I've, I, it was like a, like how much? Yeah, I mean, it was like a, I, I, it was a, f it was a shart. But I like, f I, I was feeling so <laughs> uncomfortable in my stomach that I was like, okay, I'm going to like just let a little fart out. I think I can do it. I'm going to like take a little break between two jokes and just sort of. I was five minutes into my set, and it was like a fucking fireball shot out of my ass to the back. So, like, it was just a shark, but it was a, it was shit, and there was a stain, and there were only ten people in the crowd, too, and they were, <laughs> and they were huddled up in front of the oh, stage. No. So one woman, every time I would turn to my left, one woman would just cry laughing. Because she could see Because she shit? could see. It was definitely that she could see it. She c It went through the pants. Too. Oh, for sure. I went to the bathroom after my set to check, and it was there was definitely a wet stain on the back of my fucking... <laughs> Dude, I'm that woman's party story for the rest of her life. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, I hate stand-up. But this one time, I went to this club, oh. and this guy sucked. He was bombing so hard. I was featuring for... I think I was featuring for Mark Pitta. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. No, totally. So there was nobody there. But here, on the bright <laughs> side, every, no one went home and talked about Mark Pitta that night. <laughs> talked about you shit your pants. Totally. So I did my job as a feature. Um, oh, boy. That's, yeah. Did Mark know you shit your pants? I don't know. I don't think I told him. I did tell Mike, though. Oh, man. I lied funny. to him first. I was like, oh, man, I, I, I'm still feeling kind of sick. Because that's the reason I was sick. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, I sweat through my shirt. I'm going to go change my shirt. And he was like, yeah, whatever, dude. And I like went and changed and I came back. And then my f- the first thing I said on stage was I shit my pants at the early show. Oh, um, damn. Because it was Saturday, I think. So you change your pants as well? Yeah. You had sh- more pants? I was on tour. I was on a two-month tour. So you went back to the hotel and got... Yeah, because the hotel was a nice hotel that was right by the club. That okay. was one of the reasons I was comfortable booking the tour, because Albany's told me he would give me a weekend. And I knew, like, okay, a month into the tour, I'll have a hotel room for three days, and I'll be able to totally recharge. There you go. Yeah. But I got sick. And uh, and then I shit my pants on stage. Dude, that is the most... There's nothing more comedy... But that's the kind of thing where it's like you're at the Atlanta Improv Club that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Opening for Mark Pitta. <laughs> Com- comedian who I don't think exists by anymore. By itself. A uh, guy who had like a TV show in the 80s and just never got yeah. funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining Mark Pitta sitting there like he sees the title of this podcast and goes, oh, I love Dave. <laughs> he shit his, and then he's like listening to it with his headphones on and then he gets to this part and he's like, oh. That sucks. But that, I don't think he would. I don't know. There's no way that he listened. But I will I say. I he listens to podcasts. That I, yeah. I, here's, here's two quick Seems things like nice about guy. that. He's, I think, doing great. Because he booked the Throckmorton for a long time. And uh, that show in San Francisco. Did yeah, you yeah, do yeah. It? Where you would, like, perform for a bunch of 70-year-olds and get paid $500 for some reason. Um, Old people got money. So, yeah, he would just, like, live in the North Bay and he'd be fine. Also, he was very nice to me. Yeah. So well, so Mark, you if you're listening, you I like right. you. Yeah, but I guess you found out that I never thought you were funny. <laughs> oh well, you know, what are you gonna do? A lot of people, people mm-hmm. always think that's like an earth shattering. Like, yeah, there's people in my family who look me in the face and are like, <laughs> not funny. Totally, I love you a lot, and uh, you, I, you can live in my house. I do not like your stand up. <laughs> I hate it. Right. So it's like, why does it have to be? Not everybody in my family thinks I'm funny. Totally. So and Mark is Pitta is in my family. <laughs> <laughs> my name, my my real name is Dave Ross Pitta. Dave Ross Pitta. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, no, but I yeah. So I would tour and I would do like weird rooms and shit. And so the and I just ended. Up, I don't know, man. I was trying to do the whole country, and I, I would, I would, I wanted to be gone a lot and do a lot of headlining shows and mm-hmm. fucking. I don't know. I I just wanted to tour the country. So yeah. I would try to block out the tour in a way where I could, like, do drives and also hit cities that had a good room on that day that I was going through, and it was, like, a lot of moving shit around. But I knew Iowa City liked me because I the, the first time I ever went, the first Midwest run I ever did was me featuring for Kinane. And, um, dude, and when I got that, I, like... I, I was so in booking my tour mode, I almost made, like, this insane mistake. I So I booked a seven-week tour, my first tour ever, in 2014. And it was, like, the third weekend of it, I was in Atlanta. And so I booked it, like, uh, I booked everything leading up to the uh, that Atlanta weekend that I had booked already. And then a week later, I was in... Uh, New York City, and I was there for like a few days doing just like local shows, and then my grandma lived in Pittsburgh, so I made sure to stop in Pittsburgh, right? And then I had a festival in Omaha, I want to say, or Denver, I'm not remembering, and then like another week after that. So there's like a week and a half gap between Pittsburgh and Omaha, I want to say. And uh, I, the reason I didn't book it is that Jeff Tate, Dave Waite, and Ryan Singer were trying to get me a weekend to Go Bananas. And Go Bananas was just taking their fucking sweet time getting back yeah, to me. Yeah. And I was just waiting and waiting and waiting. And so I'm like a month or two away from this tour happening. And I have a week and a half open in the middle of my two-month tour in the Midwest. And I don't know what it's going to be. And I'm like, fuck, I think I have to. I don't know. What I'm, but. Go Bananas keeps saying that they're going to give it to me, right? So I'm, like, holding out for that. And then I'm on a show with Kinane one day, and I tell him all that. And he goes, what are the dates? And I told him, and he was like, well, that's so crazy because that that weekend I'm headlining uh, Comedy on State in Madison, and then I'm doing a six-day run through the Midwest after that 
do you want to just open for me on all of that? And it literally like filled my calendar perfectly. Whoa. And I said, um, oh my God, yeah, dude, thank you so much. I, uh, you know, I'm still waiting to hear back on Go Bananas, but um, like as soon as I find out from them, I'll let you know. And Kyle was even like, yeah, all right, okay, I guess it's like a good club. And uh, <laughs> he like muttered to himself like, that's insane that you would say no to that, but okay, sure, fine. And then I like, I like walked out of the room and I was leaving the show, and I was like, what did I do? And I called him, and I was like, oh, man, I would love to open for you. And he was like, yeah, you fucking idiot. You definitely <laughs> should. <laughs> you definitely should. And it was, like, the best thing to ever happen to me. You know? Oh, man, yeah. And on that run, we went through, like, <clears throat> I opened for him in Des Moines and Iowa City and Champaign, Illinois, and, like, a few other places. Oh, my God. All of those shows were sold out, literally all of them. And then every time I went back to any of those cities for the next two years, they were like, what do you need? <laughs> You're the best comedian of all time. Because opening for Kyle Kinane is, I mean, you've done it. It's the best thing ever. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's the best. And he also has that, like, weird fame. Yeah. That, like, no one else quite has that Where level. Where he has, like, he's not Burr-level famous, but... He has enough fans where he can sell out any city he goes to. Right. And they would kill for him. It's also like, I'm so fascinated with him. Uh, he's like a great friend. I love Kyle. Love hanging with him. And he has no, pre he's like the least pretentious person on yeah, the planet. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but he also, it's so weird because he, like, all of our friends have an album. Right. All of our friends have been on t some weird TV thing. Sure. Uh, the... the and it's for some reason, everyone has seen his TV spots and listened to his album. Oh yeah, isn't it? Weird? Where it's it's not like he did. It's not like there was the Kyle Kinane show on NBC. Oh he yeah, just, everyone listened to it. Everyone liked it. Right. It's weird. Like his was just so good that everyone. It made him like. Famous? I, like, it's strange. It, well, I feel it like that so doesn't good, happen to anyone else. Yeah. he Right. That is... I do... I know exactly what you're saying. It's hard to pinpoint why it's vexing, because it's not vexing because he's the best. Right. And we... It's like Brian Regan, where it's like, people just loved his album so much that everyone... That it found its way. That's the thing. It was like... Yeah. Because I think it was a combination of being really good and speaking to a lot of people that did not feel spoken to in that way. And yeah, I think yeah. that's really what it is. He's like, you know, um, a great joke writer who is very accessible in nature, just by nature of like being, like you said, a warm person who mm -hmm. has no pretense, right? So he, even though he's a specific guy, he's accessible because he'll hear out anybody. And he thinks everyone's experience is, val is valid. Is one of the things yeah, I yeah. love about his comedy. Um, but then also there's this sort of like sad, sad, arty, smart guy thing that he's got going on. Yeah. That there's a that exists in the world. A lot of people that like yeah. identify as similar to him. Right. And uh, I don't even think. I, my guess, I've never asked him, but my guess is he didn't do it on purpose. He was just like yeah, just him. being himself. And uh, and so it had that like extra push that made people fall in love with it and share it. And doesn't he kind of mm -hmm. also seem like he's from everywhere? Like, yeah. you don't think in your head, oh, that's a, like, Jerry Seinfeld seems so from New York. You know, you see some right. comics and they're, and they're like very from a place. Yeah. And it's like, I'm Sebastian Maniscalco is like, I'm the Italian comedian. Yeah, I'm from a pizza. Yeah. What do you, where is everybody on a park at? <laughs> and Kyle Canade seems like, no matter where he, he seems at home, like he feels like, yes. uh, it feels like that dude could be from the South or the North or the West or Texas or Canada. Or like, he just feel he, he never really feels like, uh, I don't know. That's a, he's got an interesting appeal that I'm I'm fascinated. I, I wonder if even he knows. I, I bet he released that album was like, wait, wh how many people listen to it? Like, <laughs> yeah. no one else. This album is like that. It's weird. And it's not like he talks about specific things that have to do with like Americana or bringing people together or something like that. Right. Or but that's no catchphrases. He's never like, I'm the I'm the fun drunk comic. You <laughs> right. Know me. Exactly. He's just being himself. Yeah. <laughs> you know me. That's just that's Kyle's catchphrase. You know me. You know me. 
Yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we've been talking like an hour, so we should probably shut up at some point. <laughs> hey, we got to I mean? wait till next month. I know, dude. So we can talk about Kyle just <laughs> as much. One last thing I want to say that remind me of, reminded me of. We did a live show on a rooftop downtown that was both our first show in L.A. Yes, back. yes. It was such a beautiful night. That was so fun. So, it was beautiful out. It was like 70 degrees. Perfect. And it was a clear night. And they had like, it felt very safe. Tables distanced eight feet away from each other in all yeah, directions. Yeah. Everyone was wearing masks, but they also had drinks. And we all like got drunk and everyone had a good set. And fucking God, it was so good. It was good. so fun, man. And and everyone on the lineup had TV credits as well. And none of the people on the show had done a live show in L.A. before that. So, right. like, we're six months into pandemic. Perfect night. We haven't gotten to do stamp at all. Everyone is a traveled comedian with at least some respect, you know. And yet still... We were standing with the booker, and a guy walked up to him and said, uh, Hey, man, how do I get booked on this show? <laughs> I couldn't believe oh it, Oh, my man. God. You were standing right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's man. just like, and also asking it as if he's like, like he walked into McDonald's and no one's behind the thing, where he's like, hey. Yeah. Like, like it's the third hey, time the he's had to ask. who's the booker here? I yeah. keep trying. <sighs> Yeah. No, he you was just like, lost a customer. <laughs> totally. Well, I guess maybe I won't do your fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> what do I have to do? It's like, dude, comedy's you know such a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. I keep forgetting that we've all been on TV. Like sometimes I forget. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think so. Because the lineup was you, me, Steph Tolev, mm -hmm. Ben Bazuna. Uh, Jamel. Jamel. Oh, my God. Maybe Jamel hasn't done a TV set yet. Pretty sure he has. But he's like, yeah, he's, you know, one of those. I've seen guys. a logo near his face at some point. Yeah. Somewhere. But, yeah, that was a But he's show. like the kind of comic who's so good where if he hasn't, it's like a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 90% sure he has. Yeah. But I, I, in my head, I'm like, it seems like that would have been a show in 2012 when none of us had anyway. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. I keep forgetting. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's crazy. I forget that, too. Well, you know, we're just all ourselves, and you keep trying to have a career and being comedians, and you don't think about how we've all, like, leveled up. I guess so, yeah. Leveled up is a weird thing to even say, because we're all just friends who do stand-up, but... Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, how many show, times though. have you done Conan? Twice. Yeah. I did a couple other things that weren't technically, like, I did their, uh, they had an animated, it was like a Shorty's watching Shorty's thing, where oh, it was that's like, cool. your bit... Plus, people a cartoon of your bit. Ah, so it seems like that, but that's just a, that was just a separate thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's the coolest thing in the in the world. But you know, asking friends back home what they thought, like I was like, what do you think it paid to do? Oh, Conan? And they're like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm like, how much did it pay to do Conan? Can you tell it's me? It's like a thousand yeah. eight hundred, like whatever the tax thing. You, you don't you end up with around that. Yeah, but it's but like. The fact that I'm like, you think that five minutes on TV, it, that and this show's on every night, and they're like, $10,000? And I'm right. just like, wow. I mean, I would have thought that. I know, yeah. It's crazy. Corden was about the same. Yeah, it was like $1,000. Yeah, it's crazy. This Is Not Happening was about the same. Drunk History paid 200 What? Isn't that crazy? I thought that was illegal. What's illegal? To pay that little? Yeah. Maybe it was like three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe does your booze come out of your check for that? Thing? They pay you a location fee for the booze. Well, <laughs> not for the booze, but it's a location fee because they're shooting at your house. I, uh, dude, I I got an Uber once where the, you know, I really try not to tell drivers that I'm a comedian. I right, right. tend to not want to have the conversation, but um, it came up for whatever reason. And this guy, admittedly, he was really funny. He's just, like, really fucking chatty, mile a minute. Yeah. Seemed like he was on meth. Just would not shut up guy who was pretty funny. And uh, he was like, oh, you do stand-up? Huh? Man, my friends, they, uh, all my friends tell me I should do stand-up because I'm always cracking them up, you know? And I was like, yeah, dude, you should do stand-up, definitely. And he was like, yeah? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, yeah. And he's like, you'd help me? And I was like, well, anyone can do stand-up anywhere. And I think I even said, like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but, like, yeah, it's hard, man. But, like, if you want to do stand-up, there are open mics every day. I'll give you a website you can go to. And he's like, oh, I don't want to do that, man. I don't want to do it if it doesn't pay. What? And I, <laughs> I know. And I was like, well, you have to do it for no money if you want it to pay one day. And he's like, but why would I do any work if it didn't pay me? And what's funny is that that actually makes a lot of sense. Like, why would you do any work where, that it didn't pay you unless it was school? He's yeah. not really wrong no. about that. There's no one else d- no one else builds houses for free for 10 years <laughs> yeah. hoping yeah. that people will know they build good houses. Totally. Like I literally flew to Atlanta yeah. to lose $1000 <laughs> to do 5 20 minute sets yeah. at an 80 person club. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. And he was like, I don't know why I would I I'm not going to do that. And I was like, yeah, no, I that makes sense, but you can't be a comedian if you don't practice. And he's like, okay, but like, how much money, how much money does it pay when it pays? And I was like, it varies. And I was like, well, the most it pays is when you do stand up on TV. But even that isn't that much. And he's like, how much though? And I was like, I did Corden, it paid like $1,000. And he's like, $1,000? $1,000? And how much, how much stand up did you do? And I was like, I think it was four and a half minutes. And he was like, you get $1,000 for four and a half minutes? Dude, I'm definitely doing stand <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, well, most of my sets don't pay. And he's like, nah, man, you've convinced me. I'm going to do it for sure. And I, I know, so who knows? Maybe that guy's doing open mics now. I think <laughs> as an Uber driver, he was like, well, I'll just do stand-up for 300 minutes. <laughs> right. On Corden. <laughs> I'll do an all-nighter on right. Corden. Right, I'll just keep my app on. <laughs> I just won't leave. Yeah. And what if I do Corden every day? Oh, my God, I'll be a fucking millionaire. I'll just host the show. And this dumbass make... in my car right now got off stage after four and a half minutes like some kind of sucker. <laughs> like, you know, if you did nine minutes, you would have made two grand, right. idiot. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, uh, man. Well, Caleb, I just want to thank you for letting me interview you today. Dude, thank you. Let me know when you want to do it again. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, I'm sure I'll have you back on sometime. Hey, it's an um, honor to be here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening to Once a Month Dave Interviews Caleb. Um, we're going to have all kinds of guests. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I feel um, so bad for your neighbors who've listened to this and are like, those two guys those, are insane. They uh, aren't funny, but they keep laughing. <laughs> they should call the show that. Once a month, they aren't funny, but they do laugh. Oh, man. Um, oh, man, we didn't even talk about the cornucopia of animals that lives right there under that tree. It's wild. Oh, wow. Because the guy who lives here uh, puts out cat food because there's a bunch of cats. Mm-hmm. But then, as a result... A raccoon will come by and eat the cat food. Right, And also right. there are mice and squirrels and a family of possums. Damn. Um, There's some pigeons and... Uh, so maybe I'll talk about that the next time. That's beautiful. I should have been looking this way. Yeah, I should have been looking, looking at, at my <laughs> dumb face. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Yeah, it's a monthly podcast. It's called Once a Month Dave Interviews Caleb, and we're going to have all kinds of guests. Oh, man. <laughs> a lot of surprises. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. Right. But shop as you normally would. We're looking for a network. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a network <laughs> and you're listening, we really Let think it's going to yeah. take off. Um, you know, we you know, top of the list, we'd love to get on the Boing Boing <laughs> network. <laughs> we would love to be on that or WNYC Studios if you were interested in picking up once a month Dave interviews Caleb. <laughs> oh man, Spotify. Yeah, if you give us, uh, we'll settle for whatever you pay Rogan. Yeah, whatever. Just, we'll settle for that. Yeah, <laughs> that's enough for us. And we can just do it in his studio, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and yeah, we'll move to Austin or whatever you need. You know? Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to do. And we'll, you know, we're just being accommodating. Obviously, we're worth way more than that, and we deserve our own studios. But this isn't a big deal to me. Yeah, we're not in it for the money. We just want to, you know. Well, I'm not in. It. I'm the host, and. Uh, <laughs> You're not on every month. I mean, <laughs> you're not. 
you're not going to be the on once a month Dave interviews Caleb every month. Okay. okay. Well, you know. It's going to be I mean, I guess maybe, but well, who books uh should we say the name of the booker? Yeah, Chris D'Elia. <laughs> <laughs> he's has to work. Yeah, he's out of work. Yeah. And so he's, so he's just booking he, Yeah, he's booking our podcast now. My podcast, not our podcast. Well, he he called me up, you know, he's got my number. And my number's 911. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the most fun I've ever had. Yeah, uh, he called he called 911, which is my number, and he was like, "Dave, listen, I got a problem, man. I I don't have a job, so I'm just at home doing the splits by myself." <laughs> I got all, man, uh, I'm just doing the splits, man, and I got, <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, man, I got all these, you know, I got all these new jokes I wrote about how people talk, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> I got nowhere to, no one to say them to, Dude, so if you got if any you work do, for me. your next album is called How People Talk. <laughs> Oh, that's all I want. <laughs> Man, y'all y'all ever notice this. <laughs> oh, dude, these this this one group of people, they talk this one way that I've always thought was pretty funny. <laughs> man, that's a demographic that talks in an interesting way. Oh man. Yeah, that's how I feel about that group of people. Dude. Okay, well, this has been this was a good pod. The first episode of Once a Month, Dave Interviews Caleb. Tell your friends. Anyone who's interested. <laughs> anyone who might be interested in that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Tell any, that's good advice. <laughs> Tell anyone Tell it. who might be interested in shit like this that, uh, <laughs> that there are two comedians out here, just one comedian interviewing a different person every month yeah. on a podcast called Once a Month, Dave Interviews Caleb. Oh man, we have n- never before in the history of comedy have two comedians made something with a smaller niche. <laughs> <laughs> we finally found it. <laughs> yeah, we finally found the world's it. smallest niche. Oh man. <laughs> well, we're Isn't gonna. Funny too how most podcasts are that. It's like most podcasts nowadays are just like, all right. Uh, <laughs> Welcome back to What's Your Niche? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I've got a Comic-Con with a very specific niche, and we're going to discuss that niche and how it relates to the niche of this podcast. (laughs) Welcome to Niche Slam. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think it's time to stop, because i got to take a dump. Hey, me too. We all do. dump buddies. Maybe we should call it that. Dump buddies. dump buddies. Honestly, that's uh if you like Cumtown, where do you hear dump buddies? Dump buddies. It's just <laughs> <laughs> It's just two comedians with toilets facing each other. Dude, <laughs> a bath a bathroom with a toilet against each wall where yeah. we face each other. <laughs> And we do a podcast yeah. while on the toilets. Honestly. I feel like that's I pretty think funny. I found a good idea. Okay, so yeah, we're going to have all sorts of Check stuff it out. coming up on Once a Month, Dave Interviews, Caleb. <laughs> Anything could happen. And the podcast could end at any time. It really yeah. could. So get while the getting's good. Should we get a theme song? Should I get a theme song? <laughs> yeah. Um, who do, do you know anyone? Month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just me. Yeah. yeah. Dave interviews Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> I think you nailed it. I don't think we should go with our I think we should, it's first instinct on every decision. <laughs> Nothing should be thought about longer than a second. You know what else, dude? We should definitely do this weekly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I just <laughs> discovered fun. Yes, same. Like yes, exactly. <laughs> just a podcast that is like, Makes everyone who listens to it is like, what? <laughs> no sense. <laughs> Not one thing adds up or makes any sense. <laughs> it's a weekly podcast called Once a Month, Dave Interviews Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Dude, I have always wanted to, and fuck it, man. Maybe we should just do this. I have wanted, always wanted to do a show called What's It Called? <laughs> and every episode, we don't know what it's called. And we try to figure out the name of the show. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, boy. We're doing it. We're doing it. I don't know what it is, but we're doing it. I feel like I'm going to end it right now. Right now. Okay. What's it called? What's it called?